Welcome to Education Honestly. I'm Claire. And I'm Shanna. We are so privileged to be joined again by our voice and speech expert, Jay Miller. Jay is a speech and voice coach based in Toronto, Ontario. He has a passion for helping people become more effective communicators. Jay focuses on assisting personal and corporate clients. He is one of Canada's finest voice and speech coaches. Check him out on www.voiceandspeechcoach.com. Thank you, Jay, for joining us today. Yes, thank you so much. And as a teacher, I really appreciate your website has and spelled out instead of the character. That's like a <laughs> thing for me, and I love it. <laughs> well, hi, Claire and Shanna really privileged to be on your podcast with you and by the way um, just a quick correction the website is voiceandspeech.com not voiceandspeechcoach.com oh good call and we'll have that in the show notes i'm, I'm sure someone has that domain name but it's not going to be me <laughs> right voiceandspeechcoach.com got it awesome okay. oh my god i keep adding the coach in there you keep adding coach Okay, I'm going to stop here. Shanna, you take over. Okay, so the first, um, we were talking about our voice health today. And so with teachers spending pretty much the entire day talking, um, how can we maintain our voice health? What would be our trip? See, I can't talk right now either. You give me a coach and I'm done. Um, what would be your tips, your tricks, your best suggestions? And what is voice health? Exactly. Let's start with that. What is voice health? I think as far as a teacher is concerned, it's going to be having a voice that uh, sounds good, feels good, communicates well, and lasts, lasts for the duration, a voice that has stamina. So that brings me back to a thought. I had a dance teacher who ended up having to teach with a microphone because all she did was scream. Mm. And after years, she had so much vocal damage that she had to have a microphone just to have a conversation. So right. really right. got to be mindful of this. Yep. You know, lots of bad habits can catch up with you. Lots of people can live their whole life with those bad habits and it, it never, it never harms them in any way, but people who use their voices professionally and as constantly as teachers do, those bad habits can catch up with you over time. So you can't get away with some of the things that the average person can get away with. Okay. So yeah, it's your, your vocal health needs conscious cultivation. You can't just sort of blow it off and keep your fingers crossed. So how do we do it? Yeah, okay. The two main things that you can do to uh, keep your voice as healthy as possible. First one is rest, sleep. Okay. Your voice is incredibly sensitive to fatigue. Your voice will start showing the effects of fatigue even before you're consciously aware of being tired. Wow. Okay. So like I've back in the stone ages, you know, I can remember voice lessons where things just weren't going well in the lesson. And the instructor would say to me, did you, how much sleep did you get last night? And it would be, Oh, right. Um, so rest is the first thing you can do. Okay. Second thing is hydration. Your voice is made up of mucous membranes and they're happiest when they're wet, uh, to put it <laughs> bluntly. 
And I'm not talking about taking a sip of water while you're talking, because obviously that doesn't touch your vocal folds. You have to be hydrated from the inside out, and oh. that takes time. Oh, so, so I know I'm going to be in trouble because Shanna, I don't know about you, but I can go the whole day without drinking because we're talking to students moving from one thing to the next. And now I've got to have a mask on. It's, I mean, at the best of times, it's difficult for me yeah. to remember to drink. Now we've so, got to be even more mindful. Yeah. yeah wow. Some of us find that harder to achieve than others. Uh, I'm one of those people. I just, I have to, I have to put the drink in a one liter bottle and make sure I go through it and refill it and make sure I go through it again. Because if I just go through my day, I, I don't stay hydrated. And that's, I think some people seem to find that very easy, but some of us have to work at it. Mm -hmm. So there was an old, uh, there's an old speech language pathologist in my undergraduate uh, days who would say to his clients, you need to pee pale. So that's, <laughs> that's how he, uh, that was his sort of way that he got his clients to be hydrated enough. But it's a visual reminder. Okay. Exactly. I love it. I love it. We're getting the visuals in there. Yeah. So rest and hydration. Those are the two big things. Okay. Okay. Beyond that, I think it's just, you know, some people talk about uh, putting, uh, putting your face over a boiling kettle of water and covering, covering your head with a towel so you breathe some steam. Uh, so humidity, of course, is good for your voice. Things, you know, there are drops and lozenges and all sorts of things that people recommend. I don't, I don't get into that um, just because I think the scientific basis for it can be kind of shaky sometimes. So I stick with rest and hydration. And um, yeah. So to all our that. colleagues out there, get out those water bottles and start bringing lots of water to school because we're going to need it. Well, yeah. treat yourself like a singer and take care of your tool. Yeah. Right? yeah, you're right. And the other thing is, and I hate to say this being a voice coach, but in the interest of being, um, what do you say, upfront, there was a study that was done with teachers on strategies to maintain the health of their voice. And the outcome of the study was that the most effective way for teachers to protect their voice, even more effective than voice coaching, was the use of a microphone in the classroom. You're kidding. Really? Wow. So, Why do you think I, that was? Well, I think it doesn't require any time and training, right? Turn on the mic. And, you know, if your voice is amplified, you're not as tempted to push too hard, right? And you can, and it'll help you. It's not going to get rid of bad habits, but at least it's going to take away that temptation of, of raising your voice and wearing out your voice. We're non-stop so, projectors of our voice. You've got to I say know. that many students. Yeah, we do project our voices a lot. I know one of the jokes in my with my circle of friends and our spouses is that when we all get together our spouses will all look at us and go oh my goodness can you guys all stop using your teacher voice and they don't mean it that there's a tone or anything they're talking literally about our volume yeah we just get together and we just speak loudly yes yeah yeah so so 
you know, but projecting voices is a really good, you know, or I'm just thinking a lot about projecting voices because like, I know I will also have to project in large rooms, whether it's in the school cafeteria or the gym. And I mean, those spaces also have horrible acoustics. Absolutely. And then we're outside and I'm, my understanding is we'll still be wearing our masks outside. So how can we maintain our voice health in these types of situations? Again, the amplification, if it's available, would be the first thing that comes to mind. Beyond that, then you have to have good technique. So that means knowing how to let breath be the power of your voice instead of using muscles to power your voice. Okay. It's you, your voice is, is a delicate instrument. It's not fragile. It has resilience, but it's delicate. It's not made to take a lot of force for sustained periods of time. And so this is why performers and singers, you know, they get so crazy when they're not on stage, they're protecting their voice. They're giving themselves vocal rest and that sort of thing. So teachers need to do that as well. Uh, just to be aware that your voice needs some time off, especially when you're using it as, as extensively as, as a teacher is. Um, but think, think about this. You can, you can put a lot of energy into your voice without hurting yourself. Think of, I like to think about it like a fire hose. Think about how much energy is moving through that fire hose, and it can be used constructively and no one gets hurt as long as you stay out of the way. Okay. But if you put your hand in front of the fire hose, someone's gonna get hurt. Okay. Same is true with your voice. If that channel is open and relaxed, you can move a lot of breath energy through that channel and you won't get hurt. But the moment you start to close up and obstruct that channel, then damage is going to occur. So how do you use your breath to amplify or to adjust your breath or your, your voice accordingly? Well, first of all, you have to make sure that you're breathing in before you speak. And most people aren't. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. So you have to, what does that mean? We're not breathing in. Well, you're grabbing quick, small, shallow breaths, right? And then you're using that tiny little breath to And of course, I feel like I'm watching powerful. a Scooby-Doo episode. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. That's right. Charlie Brown? Oh, know. no. Yeah, you're right. Charlie so, Brown, not Scooby-Doo. Sorry. Most people tend to take pretty shallow breaths when they speak. And when you do that, you're getting a fifth of the air that you could otherwise be getting. Now, think oh, wow. about that. I didn't say you're getting <laughs> half the air you could be getting. A fifth. Wow. And so if your voice is powered by breath and you're starting with one fifth, well, then you can see there's just no power there for that process. Yeah. And if there's no breath power, you have to compensate somehow that's going to be muscles. So then you start squeezing out the sound instead of let, letting breath flow the sound out of your body. And the one, when the breath is doing the work, you can talk all day and not be fatigued. When the muscles are doing the work, you're going to lose it about 30 minutes or less. What does it feel like when your breath is doing the work versus your voice is doing the work? Muscles, you mean? Yeah, sorry. Versus muscles. muscles doing the work? Yeah, breath versus Well, when muscles. muscles are doing the work, you're going to start to feel dryness, soreness, raspiness. You're going to start clearing your throat, uh, those kinds of things. Mm. When breath is doing the work, it feels like a sigh of relief. It feels like pleasure. Okay. 
something definitely to practice, right? It's not innate. Yeah, well, I think that children seem to do pretty well. And then as, as we grow up, we, uh, we take on all these sort of defensive habits and that sort of thing that end up having uh, a negative effect on our voice. I mean, there are children that do develop vocal problems. Uh, that's not unheard of, but by and large, kids tend to be pretty relaxed, right? They tend to do the right thing instinctively because they're not so socialized and, and uh, don't have all these layers of habits that adults tend to have. Yeah, that's a good point. So I'm not so worried about my kid's voice, but I need to be way more concerned about mine. That makes yeah, sense. I, I think a speech therapist would probably have a different um, perspective to offer on that. Uh, because, you know, I know that children do develop voice problems sometimes, but uh, by and large, kids, you know, they scream and yell all day long and seem to get away with it. Yes, they do. They are um, very vocal. <laughs> so, um, go ahead, Shanna. I would, go ahead, Claire. Go, go, go. Okay, so I was just going to ask Jay, you know, like, we were talking uh, before um, about masks and and the feeling of humidity inside when you're using them and what my worry or wonder is is if i'm going to be speaking with more breath and relaxation isn't that going to create more of a humid feel inside my mask or you know and or is that is that what we want do we want to feel that humidity in the mask and is that a good mm. color that we're speaking well that will yeah. save our voice yeah it's a good point i it's annoying but you're right it's probably a good thing wow so is there a way that we could have two or three masks that we could rotate through as we're drawing another one out um, maybe that's well yeah possibility. And and it's funny you said that because um i know shannon and i were talking about the fact you know we were out and uh, Shannon and I were out and I, we had our masks on and I actually sneezed while we were out. Remember I said, Oh my gosh. <laughs> Followed by a chorus is gross. Oh. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. So, I mean, I can only imagine the first, and then we started, Shannon and I started joking around that we sounded, we're going to sound like our students because that's exactly what's going to happen. But I think what I never considered until this moment is that yeah, I'm going to need as a teacher several masks. And I, yeah, I'm thinking our students are going to need several masks as well during the day in order to compensate for not just sneezing, but the humidity of talking. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I can't speak to the effectiveness of you know, a dry mask versus a damp mask. I don't know if that makes any difference at all, but I can only speak just from the comfort level point of view. Absolutely. That, um, mm -hmm. You probably want to do whatever you can to just remove that distract distraction. Mm -hmm. Well, and you just think we were talking also about skin and how being in the mask, it's really hard on some people, like my specifically, my skin is awful right now because of the human oh, right? masks. So changing it over makes sense to me that way as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay. The so next thought that I, I was having is um, we sometimes we get lightheaded wearing our masks. We, um, it's, it's, it, I think a lot of people associate it back to not being able to breathe, but 
the quality of air coming in, quality of air coming out. How do we, what would you tips you tell us to help us maintain our voice health and speaking with a mask for prolonged times? Run that by me again. I'm sorry. So if you're wearing a mask all day long, how am I going to save my voice? How am I going to um, project best wearing my mask and just how am I going to protect my, my tool of my voice with this mask on all day right. long? Right. So consciously taking frequent mouth breaths and, and not quick, right? Taking real gentle in breaths when you're speaking okay. will help. Through uh, our nose or through our mouth? mouth for speaking. Speak through our mouth. Okay. Right? And breathe through our mouth. Breathe okay. through the mouth only for speaking. Okay. Right? Yeah. For the rest of the time, breathe through your nose. But when you're speaking, you need quantities of air fairly quickly and your nostrils just aren't large enough to facilitate that process. So you know, nobody talks like this. Hi, my name's Jay Miller and I'm a voice coach. I spend a lot of time teaching people how to breathe. Most people, you know, nobody talks like that. A, it doesn't work very well. B, it's noisy. And I don't know, C, there's just something kind of weird about it. So, so mouth breaths and relaxed mouth breaths. So you're actually getting a breath and not just taking a gasp and, and then letting that breath do the work. So instead of pushing and working and straining, you're letting the breath easily flow the sound from your body, if you want to think about it that way. Okay. I like to think of my breath like liquid, and, it, and then my voice flows or floats on that stream. So it's about relaxation and breathing. Yes, A lot of this and, and using resonance then to amplify that sound uh, and, and give it a projecting energized quality without, uh, without strain and also without, um, yeah, without pushing too much. So we're what's, gonna, oh, sorry. Sorry, I was gonna say, and what's resonance again? Resonance has to do with where the sound is vibrating in your body, oh. literally. So do you feel it mostly in your chest? Is it mostly in your throat, which is where most people feel it, right? Is it vibrating in your cheekbones? Is your whole head vibrating with sound? The more you can get your whole body involved, it's like distributing the work. And so instead of all the effort being focused on your throat, it's like now you're spreading the effort out over your whole body. So, so you a, get more result with less, with less effort. So the tip is, you know, I, and I think you're right. I think most of us, I know I'm just feeling various parts of my head and, and chest here that it's really coming from my throat. And what I really want to be focusing on is, can I feel it in my skull? Can I feel it in my, you know, on, if I put my hand on top of my chest or on my rib cage, that's when I'm speaking with resonance, when I can actually feel it at a different part of yeah. my body, not just on my throat. Got it. That's right. Got it. I often talk about speaking with your, with your whole body. Yeah. So this like, would be, sorry. So you're speaking from the bottom of your feet to the top of your head. Your whole body is part of that voice, not just your throat. So this would be an ideal time to practice the skill to enable, to use it during the school year. You can just read, I don't know, read something and practice where you can feel it in your body to know that you're resonating. Uh, yeah. Yeah. These are things that, 
You know, you can't get it from reading a book or listening to a podcast. When it comes to your voice, it's like learning to play the piano or learning to play golf. You got to do it yeah. in order. And, and it takes practice because speech is such a habit-driven process that just knowing the right thing to do, just knowing a better way to do it doesn't change your habits. So you're right. You have to start practicing. And the sooner you start, the sooner you can start reaping the benefits. Well, here's a play on words that will probably resonate with teachers because we teach skills <laughs> over and over again that need to be practiced. Yes, I made a punny. It was very funny. Yeah, it very was. Well, Jay, we can't thank you enough for your help today. My pleasure. Um, if people are looking for more tips or tricks, where can they find you? Yeah, let's get this right this time. Yeah, My website <laughs> is www.voiceandspeech.com. Voice and speech all spelled out as one word. And my YouTube channel is, again, voice and speech all one word. We'll make sure to add those into the show notes so it's an easy find for anybody who's listening. We want to thank you so much, so, so much. And uh, You're welcome. <laughs> to our listeners, thank you for joining us on Education, Education Honestly. Honestly. And remember to hit the subscribe button. And until next time. Uh, until next time.